Welcome to the Real Estate Travel Academy podcast channel, where real estate and travel meet. Each week, we engage in authentic conversations with interesting and informed people from our worldwide network. Join us and learn how to conduct real estate business in foreign countries and seek a better understanding of cultural norms around the world. Here is your Real Estate Travel Academy host, entrepreneur and educator, Gene Joshin. Hello and welcome. I'm your host of the Real Estate Travel Academy, Gene Joshin. And today I am with Margot Weatherford, realtor at Keller Williams. Hello, Margot. How are you today? Hi, Gene. I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. And where are you located today? I am sitting in Wilmington, North Carolina today. Nice. Looks like a lovely sunny day there behind you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your real estate agency brokerage, uh, how long you've been with Keller Williams and how you got your start? Yeah. So um, I have been with Keller Williams for a little over seven years. Um, I started in Charleston, South Carolina, because I'm from South Carolina. Uh, but I, I actually started at the front desk. I was coming from another industry and I was given an opportunity to be a part of a Keller Williams office. And so I said, yes, and took the opportunity. Um, and since then I have, gosh, I've worn several different hats in the company. I've been a recruiter for Keller Williams, a trainer, an international trainer, a real estate coach, and more importantly, and what I do full-time now is broker selling real estate. Nice. What type of real estate do you specialize in? Do you have a specialty? Yeah. So my team, uh, we mostly specialize in residential real estate sales. Um, You know, more recently I've kind of dabbled into the commercial space, uh, but Residential is really our bread and butter. So we help a lot of folks who are looking to retire on the coast, um, maybe want a larger home, want to downsize, would like a second home or investment properties. And you mentioned the coast and I understand you have a company called International Coastal Properties. Can you tell us what that is about? Yeah, sure. So International Coastal Properties, um, we actually operate under the umbrella of Keller Williams. And I am the owner of this real estate company. Um, Essentially, the reason I decided to stay with Keller Williams is because Keller Williams as a company, international company, provides so much support to me, my business, and my agents. Um, It really was a no-brainer to kind of build out our brand within theirs. Um, but International Coastal Properties, we are your connection to the coast in eastern North Carolina, South Carolina, and Jamaica down in the Caribbean. And that's the international part. How did you get, get started in Jamaica? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, Jean, if, if you and I had a chance to sit down for a long, you know, hot tea or a cup of coffee, I could go more in depth. But for our listeners, I'll keep it relatively short. Um, I started in Jamaica in 2015, so I went down there one summer. I was with Keller Williams in Charleston, South Carolina at the time, but I went down there to do some work at a children's home, actually with another Keller Williams realtor, a friend of mine, Heidi, and her family out of Louisville, Kentucky. And so I went to Jamaica. I fell in love with the island, the culture, the food the people. Absolutely. And 
yeah, and I just didn't want to leave. So Heidi suggested that I go to Kingston and get my real estate license and take the course there. And so that's what I did. And the rest is history. Great. And what type of properties do you showcase in Jamaica? So my team in Jamaica, we also focus on residential. A lot of my clientele are either diaspora that want to come back and have a second home on the island. I also have um, a large client base in the United States. Obviously, folks who have vacationed in Jamaica um, maybe want to have a small place that they can enjoy and also rent out uh, for investment when they're not there. And then I also sell uh, villas on the coast. So for those who either want to move elsewhere or maybe it's a family home that they've had for quite some time and they're looking to, to um, liquidate. Excellent. And the experience when you were living there, what was that like coming from Carolinas and all of a sudden you're living in Kingston, Jamaica? How, how did that go for you? Oh gosh. Well, you know, it's Southern, Southern blonde girl moved to Jamaica. (laughs) (laughs) Don't see that every day. I went from fried chicken to jerk chicken. Right. (laughs) But yeah, it was, it was quite a transition. If I'm being honest, I mean, there were highs and lows involved. Um, Obviously when you move to a different country, you are adapting to a new culture. Right. And so there's a lot of things that as a, as a minority, you know, you have to overcome and you, it takes time for you to understand small nuances in relationship and communication and how business is done. Um, but, you know, I would say, and I've, I've shared this story with Eugene, but um, one of the stories that I like to share is it, it kind of paints a picture of just, you know, where my mind was when I first got there. Um, and I'll share it with our listeners if that's Please do. Okay, great. So I was, um, when I was pursuing my real estate license on the island, I had taken a bus to Kingston and it was my first time going to Kingston, let alone alone. And I take the bus to Kingston, I get a taxi and I'm going to the real estate office there to turn in my papers because everything is, you know, wet signature on the island at that time. You cannot have electronic signatures. It must be paper copy. And so I get out of the taxi, you know, I'm arriving to deliver my papers to the real estate office. And between me and the door to the real estate office is a a gentleman. And all my brain decided to focus on was the fact that in his right hand, he was carrying a machete. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. So you can imagine, you know, Southern girl comes to Jamaica, man, machete, like not not good signs signaling going off in my brain at this point. Right. And so the taxi driver is screaming at me and Patois to get out of the cab. And I'm just trying to decide if this is a good decision. You know, (laughs) I can see the headlines on CNN uh, that my, my parents and my family might be seeing back home. But I get out of the cab and I start walking towards the door. My heart is racing. My palms are, you know, sweaty. I'm just thinking, okay, if this is the end, this is the end. All of a sudden, this man with the machete bends over and he starts weed whacking the grass. That's what it's intended for. 
So he was the gardener, <laughs> not some mass murderer. Right. And um, and I made it to the real estate you know commission, and I was able to turn in my papers. But anytime I tell that story, my that's great. My Jamaican friends get a kick out of it uh, because you know they just don't know why I would have thought that. But it's a reminder that every culture is different. You know, every situation is different. And, and um, although you do need to be careful, of you course. know, whenever you're in a foreign country, um, it's just, it's always neat to see the differences and in perception. Sure. Well, you're not alone. You know, we're all probably taken a little aback when we see somebody with a machete anywhere. And you certainly, you do see it displayed everywhere in the Caribbean because that's, you know, what they use. So, right. right? That's hilarious. Good for you. So, but did you find the experience overall, obviously you, you know, you fell in love with the Island and the people, the culture, the food. Yeah. I mean, the experience overall, you know, I lived in Montego Bay full time for two years and I spent a lot of time in Kingston as well. And I still do. Um, many times when I fly to the island now, I'll just fly directly into Kingston because I prefer that airport and um, flights are typically you get better rates. But um, overall, you know, I've grown to love the Jamaican culture, the people. I have some of the dearest friends in the world on that island. And um, it's something that has become my second home and really dear and near to my heart. Good for you. It's a great island. What other advice do you have, Margot, for anyone looking to expand their global market? Yeah. So, um, well, if someone is a, I would start with if someone's a real estate agent and they're looking to, you know, expand and get licensed internationally, obviously it's a, it's more of a process in other, some countries than others. So just research and, you know, learn about the jurisdiction of the island or the country that you're wanting to get licensed in. Um, secondly, I would say if you're looking to expand and buy an investment property in Jamaica or internationally, um, the first piece of advice that I would give Jean is definitely connect with a real estate agent or a team that has experience in investing. Um, it's one thing to be a realtor and, you know, selling residential real estate. It's another to really understand the numbers of investments and how to make them work for your clients. And so you want to have a great realtor on your side. Um, it certainly doesn't hurt to partner up with a CPA or an accountant who understands international investing and some tax savings or write-offs that you can have from um, uh, acquiring those properties. And um, third, I would say just get, you know, very familiar with the, the place that you're looking to invest. Um, I think the Real Estate Travel Academy that Hibiscus International offers is an excellent way to get acquainted with different countries and islands and really understand the culture and the people and the geography too, um, to decide where you'd like to be. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that we offer as well as information on the culture and how to do business in those countries as you experienced firsthand your first time when you were in Kingston. Yeah. If I was looking to invest, do you need a lot of money? I know, you know, some people are hesitant at first going in. What advice do you have for like a, a new investor? 
Yeah. So first time investing, um, whether it's locally in your, you know, your backyard, your home market, or if it's internationally in more of a foreign market, um, typically investing in real estate doesn't take as much money as the, um, you know, as is sometimes myth that is needed. Um, you know, we help a lot of first time investors here in the Carolinas. And there's many government programs out there, especially in the United States. I can't speak for Canada or any other country, obviously, but except for Jamaica. Um, but in the United States, you know, there are FHA programs, uh, USDA programs that can allow you to purchase a property with as little as zero to three and a half percent down. And it makes it really easy for you to start building wealth through acquiring real estate. Um, you know, my team, we specialize in helping investors too. We have an investment network and we also have a program called PropStream that helps us um, just find great deals for our investment clients. And so for them, we have to know those numbers, both with flipping properties and also withholding properties. So I would say if you're looking to invest, definitely get a, you know, a good team in place, realtor and CPA to help advise you, start acquiring knowledge, and just know that it doesn't take as much capital as you might think that it would. Right. That's great advice. Thank you, Margo. And how can listeners contact you if they're either interested in investing locally or looking for a second property in your area or in Jamaica? So, um, You'll share my information, Jean, right? We'll share it in the byline, yes. Okay, great. So you can contact me by email or phone. Uh, I will answer a text message from anyone and schedule a group call with you or a one-on-one -on -one call. You can also visit my website, icpliving.com and start searching for homes in the US and in Jamaica. Okay, thank you very much, Margo. Final question for you. What is your vision of the future with your real estate business and international coastal properties? Yeah, so it's always exciting to think about the future. And for us, we are very intentional about uh, dreaming big and, and knowing what that looks like, because I'm a firm believer that if you don't have a goal in mind, you can't possibly know where you're going. And so within the next 10 years, I foresee international coastal properties to be the connection to the coast um, in ideally all countries that have a coastline and you know allowing us to be on every continent, having real estate agents on our team that can service you in those markets and agents that really understand those markets, um, to be able to spread our brand and then more so than that, to be able to give back to the children's home partners that we work with. Um, so for every sale that we have, we donate back to a local children's home in the area. And that's something that's always been a passion of mine. And I found a way through my real estate sales business to be able to connect real estate to giving back. And that is the why behind what we do. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much. And we certainly look forward to uh, matching some investors with you, Margo. Once again, I was with Margo Weatherford, realtor at Keller Williams and owner of International Coastal Properties. Margo, thank you so much for being with us today. Great. Thank you so much for having me, Jean. 
I hope you enjoyed this podcast from the Real Estate Travel Academy. Join us for future episodes where you will hear about real estate markets in exciting destinations around the world, gain insight into doing business in different cultures, and connect with global business leaders. Hibiscus International's Real Estate Travel Academy membership program can be found at hibiscusinternational.com, where real estate and travel meet.